the Bible Study Podcast, episode 792. Today, the Bible Study Podcast completes the book of Zechariah with chapter 14. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Chapter Zechariah 14, we're at the end. We've got four more chapters of the minor prophets after this in the book of Malachi, and then we'll wrap up this whole study, and I'm not sure what we will do after that. But this final chapter, the Lord comes and reigns. A day of the Lord is coming, Jerusalem, when your possessions will be plundered and divided up with your very walls. I will gather all the nations to Jerusalem to fight against it. The city will be captured, the houses ransacked, and the women raped. Half the city will go into exile, but the rest of the people will not be taken from the city. Then the Lord will go out and fight against those nations as he fights on a day of battle. On that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives east of Jerusalem, and the Mount of Olives will be split in two from east to west, forming a great valley with half of the mountain moving north and half moving south. You will flee by my mountain valley, for it will extend to Azel. You will flee as you fled from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Then the Lord my God will come and all the holy ones with him. On that day there will be neither sunlight nor cold, frosty darkness. It will be a unique day, a day known only to the Lord, with no distinction between day and night. When evening comes, there will be light. On that day, living water will flow out from Jerusalem, half of it east to the Dead Sea and half of it west to the Mediterranean Sea, in summer and in winter. The Lord will be king over the whole earth. On that day, there will be one Lord and his name, the only name. The whole land from Geba to Rimon, south of Jerusalem, will become like Arabah. But Jerusalem will be raised up high from the Benjamin gate to the site of the first gate to the corner gate and from the tower of Hanel to the royal wine presses and will remain in its place. It will be inhabited. Never again will it be destroyed. Jerusalem will be secure. This is the plague with which the Lord will strike all the nations that fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh will rot while they are still standing on their feet. Their eyes will rot in their sockets and their tongues will rot in their mouths. On that day, people will be stricken by the Lord with great panic. They will seize each other by the hand and attack one another. Judah too will fight at Jerusalem. The wealth of all the surrounding nations will be collected. Great quantities of gold and silver and clothing. A similar plague will strike the horses and mules, the camels and donkeys, and all the animals in those camps. Then the survivors from all the nations that have attacked Jerusalem will go up year after year to worship the King, the Lord Almighty, to celebrate the Festival of Tabernacles. If any of the people of the earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, they will have no rain. If the Egyptian people do not go up and take part, they will have no rain. The Lord will bring on them the plague he inflicts on the nations that do not go up to celebrate the festival of tabernacles. This will be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations that do not go up to celebrate the festival of tabernacles. On that day, holy to the Lord will be inscribed on the bells of the horses, and the cooking pots of the Lord's house will be like the sacred bulls in the front of the altar. Every pot in Jerusalem and Judah will be holy to the Lord God Almighty, 
and all who come to sacrifice will take some pots and cook in them. And on that day, there will no longer be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord Almighty. Okay, I feel like a little bit like we're reading from the book of Revelation. And you may remember from the study that we did way, way back on the book of Revelation, the best summary I heard of that book is, in the end, God wins. And in the middle, a lot happens. And that's a little bit what we get going on here is, this is the closing chapter of the book of Zechariah. And Zechariah is leaving them with a vision that in the end, God wins. And I think that's the most important thing to pull from this chapter is, in the end, God wins. And in, and in between, a lot of things happen, and some of it very confusing. But again, a day of the Lord is coming when your possessions will be plundered and divided up within your very walls. Well, that day has come. Uh, Jerusalem has been plundered. And in fact, Jerusalem has been plundered multiple times since the time of Zechariah. But I certainly think of the Uh, the plundering of the Romans, which happens a couple hundred years after the time of Zechariah. There's also the coming of Alexander the Great and his army and the revolt of the Maccabees and all of that stuff that will happen. There's a lot of things that are going to go on. So when we talk about a day is coming when Jerusalem will be plundered, we have to get a little more specific in terms of which time we're talking about or whether we're still looking forward to another day. And then it starts to sound like, okay, maybe we are looking forward to a day still to come when we start talking about all the nations will be gathered against Jerusalem and that God is going to send out this plague where people are going to basically rot, uh, which is God is going to send all the people are going to be fighting against Jerusalem and half the people are going into exile and then God is going to split the Mount of Olives and turn it into a valley, carving it in half and making a way out for his people. That, to the best of my knowledge, has not happened yet. I've been on the Mount of Olives, and it wasn't split in half yet. And so, again, we're looking probably forward to a day. And again, are we talking metaphorically, or are we talking physically, that there's going to be an earthquake and the Mount of Olives will split? Or is it just saying that God is going to provide a way out for his people his people in Jerusalem or or God's people in general? Um, I can't tell you. Uh, Difficult to say, but... But in the end, God's going to win, and in the middle, a lot's going to happen, and it's going to be confusing. And then on that day, and again, I think we're looking for the day of the Lord. We're looking forward to a day from our point of view where it's a unique day, day and night, confusing. It's dark in the daytime. It's light in the nighttime. All sorts of crazy things going on. Living water flowing out of Jerusalem. Jerusalem doesn't tend to have rivers coming out of it. You may have noticed if you've ever been there before. But there's going to be water flowing to the Dead Sea, water flowing to the Mediterranean Sea, and not just like once, but in summer and winter, right? So that this is brand new water source coming out of Jerusalem. Now, when we think about water flowing out, uh, I think about the visions, again, of John of Patmos in Revelation that talk about springs of living water. And living water tends to be, and if you think about the people of Israel being a people who live in where they do, uh, water is life, right? If you look at the nation of Israel, it's where there is water, there is life, and where there is no water, it's rather desolate. And so in that area, especially, water is not just symbolic of life, but water really is life. And so this idea here of living water flowing out from Jerusalem may or may not be 
physical. It may also be spiritually that we're talking about here, but that this there is life-giving water coming out of Jerusalem. There's life coming out of Jerusalem that is flowing in all directions. And the Lord will be king over all of the earth. And that's, again, something that the people are being left with here, this vision of imagine the day, remember that day is coming when it's all over and God wins, and God is king over all the earth. And all of those people you have feared, all the Egyptians and the Canaanites and such, will be struck down. This this terrible plague here that's going to rot people while they're standing, uh, that sounds really bad, and it's going to put people into a panic. Well, I would think so. Um, I would panic if that were happening to me. And basically that the might of God will be shown. Again, in the end, God will win. And in the middle, it's going to get very confusing. And all the wealth of the other nations gathered in that God will bless the people that are his people and he will bless them not just with protection, but also here with the wealth of the people around them. And then in the end, all of those who are survivors, all of those who get through this battle, through this plague, through all of the, that's happening, they will all come and celebrate God also. They will recognize that the Lord is Lord over all. And if they don't, they will have no reign. I mean, basically that God will show in definitive ways that God is God and there is no other. And so that is the day that the people of Israel are told to look forward to. Holy to the Lord being inscribed on the bells of the horses, the cooking pots, the sacred bowls in front of the altar. Holy to the Lord. Holy to mean dedicated to the Lord, that the whole city of Jerusalem, the whole people of God will be dedicated to the Lord. Because in that day, it will be obvious that the Lord is Lord of all. And that day is coming. We just don't know when. And we also don't know when it's coming for you and I. It might be coming in advance of the particular day of the Lord that we look forward to in the Bible. But with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast and this study of the book of Zechariah. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.